Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. This Week in Lotus, episode 39 for Friday, 18th February 2011. Mastering X pages, but not on the Mac. This show is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. You can find this and other tech-related podcasts at techpodcast.com. Hey there, Stuart McIntyre here. Darren Duke and I would love to have some Lotus community folks sponsoring this podcast. So if you'd like to get your message out to the wider Yellowverse, there really is no better way. Sponsor This Week in Lotus now. Get in touch with us at ideas at thisweekinlotus.com. Well, hello and welcome to This Week in Lotus. We're back for another episode, episode 39. I'm Stuart McIntyre and once again I'm joined by Darren Duke. Hi there, Darren. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, Stuart McIntyre. How are you? Uh, yeah, very, very good. Thank you. Recovering from Lotus for now and beginning to make plans for the rest of the year. How's your week been? Uh, this week has been brought to you by the letter M. <laughs> <laughs> Should I delve into what the letter M means, Darren? We'll talk, we'll talk about that in a, in, in a few minutes, no doubt. Uh, but you're right. It's, it's, it's what, two weeks after Lotus for you? A week after Lotus? I lost count already. I think it's two weeks after Lotus for you. It is. So I'm, I'm over the Lotus for lurgy. So now I'm, I'm back 100%. And, you know, trying to catch up on all the stuff we ignored for a week <laughs> and a half. <laughs> And of course, you've been the voice of reason this week in a few uh, discussions in the Yellowverse. Yeah, it must have been the drugs I was taking for the Lotus Field Lurgy, because that's not like me normally. <laughs> no, we look look for your return on this week's episode. We'll certainly get to that topic a bit later on. But today we are joined by three IBMers, um, and we're here to discuss a very, very successful book that was launched just before Lotus Sphere, Mastering X Pages. So let's kick off with Tony McGuckin. How are you, Tony? Uh, hi, Stuart. Hi, everyone. Uh, yep, I'm not too bad. Keeping well. Excellent. Good stuff. And, and so, do you want to tell us where are you based and what's your role with IBM? Okay. Um, I actually work for the, uh, it's the IBM Dublin Software Lab. Uh, I actually do live here in Northern Ireland, where it's always warm and nice and sunny. And uh, <laughs> my role is, uh, I'm a software engineer. I work on the XPages uh, core client team. So, uh, having lots of fun there. Uh, Enjoying XPages, have been doing so since uh, virtually Lotus Component Designer, whenever XPages were in their first uh, rendition as, as, as XSP. So, been there since 2006, and like I say, having fun. Excellent. Well, one, wonderful. And thanks for joining us on the episode today, and also thanks for setting this up for us. And we're joined by one of your colleagues, in fact, two of your colleagues, but let's start with Martin Donnelly. Hi there, Martin. Hello, Stuart. How are you? Yeah, excellent. Thank you. Um, do you want to tell us what your role is? I understand you work with Tony in the Dublin office. Yeah, well, I guess more virtually these days, but I am the team and tech lead for uh, XPages runtime in, in, in Ireland. And uh, IBM Ireland has a number of labs now, so um, the team is based here in Dublin. I work out of the Cork lab mostly. I'm in Dublin today, though, so we do move around a bit. Excellent. And, uh, Mm -hmm. So worked with Tony and uh, way back to 2006 when he joined and so we've been working on this a while. Are there any particular aspects of X pages that you work with? Uh, well, one that I admit to, is it? <laughs> I just wonder uh, whether you split up by feature or by uh, you know part of the development kind of process. How do you assign work between you all? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, people are have their own specialist areas. So I mean, uh, in eight five one, I could have led the effort to put X pages onto the notes client, and in eight five, I think I mostly focused on data sources. Then I think all um, team members have a sort of a speciality, but they're all good um, uh, all rounders as well. So we all dabble a bit here and there, but uh, they'd be kind of two of the key areas that come to mind in in, in my own case. 
Excellent. Well, thanks again for joining us on the episode uh, this week. And finally, we're joined by Mark Wallace. Hi there, Mark. Oh, hi, Stuart. Hello. Um, I, again, I believe you're, you're based in Ireland. So do you want to tell us um, you know, where you fit into the whole process of X-Pages? Sure, sure. Um, well, I'm currently actually not working on, on X-Pages, but um, I did in, in a previous life. Um, I used to work very closely with both uh, Martin and Tony um, back in the days of Lotus Component Designer. Um, at that point, um, I was responsible for some of the development on the, the core of the X pages and the XSP um, programming language. Um, but since then, I've moved on and I'm working on the same time, but I was invited by the guys back to contribute to the book. And um, I guess I'm a, a closet X pager. <laughs> <laughs> like Stuart. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's much more development focused than I am so um, anyway great to have all three of you on the show today and, and we'll obviously delve into um, you know the book and how it came about and, and everything else and as usual we'll be back for, for tips at the end of the episode so Martin do you want to kick us off um, th- this this great 750 page book that you guys have written between you how did it come about uh, where did the idea come from and, and when did it start well I remember actually having a conversation with Mark uh probably a couple of years ago, Mark, right, where we were going to do some sort of ebook or whatever, because X-Pages, uh, 2009, it was officially launched. I think in the book, we kind of describe all of the prehistory and the things that led to it and many and various as, as they are. But it is a very rich and powerful runtime. And uh, we knew immediately that once people got this in their hands, that, you know, the, the absence of, of documentation in certain areas is going to be difficult for people. So we had toyed around with the idea, fleetingly, of, of coming up with our own ebook. And uh, as usual, all these great ideas are, are subvented by being too busy. So um, eventually, IBM Press came and uh, approached us, and that made it a lot easier. <laughs> so I guess uh, the, the, the market out there was asking for a book. IBM Press picked this up. And uh, internally, the, we became aware of this. So I, I, I guess. You know, myself, Mark, and Tony took the initiative of putting a proposal together. Um, along the, you know, the, uh, to IBM Press, they have certain parameters that they give you, but basically, you come up with a proposal, and if they like the proposal, then you get to write a book. So, so I've got my copy in front of me, and when I'm not reading it, I'm weight training with it because it <laughs> is rather a large book. So it, it weighs in at something north of like 170, uh, 750 pages. So, did did you guys? A, did you start out thinking it was going to be a big book? And, and, and B, based on how large it is, how, how long did it take to write? So, uh, well, what's interesting about that is try uh, carrying a load of them to Lotusphere and you'll find out very quickly how heavy they <laughs> are, <laughs> especially if you're flying with certain airlines who have very restrictive luggage uh, <laughs> luggage weights. But um, So, yeah, they're, they're 1.2 kilo book. Uh, we, we had to uh, scientifically establish this before packing our luggage and uh, heading off for, for, for Lotusphere. So um, all, all jokes aside, I guess it was, um, we were equally surprised when we saw the book in one sense, because really, uh, you know, until it, until it came in the door in, in, in its boxes for the authors, all we had ever really seen was a bunch of uh, PDFs. And so we had an idea of, of page size, and that was manifested then with the, with the book, which I think, in fairness to the I, I, IBM uh, press folks, I think they did a great job of laying it out and organizing it. And uh, we were very pleased to see it ourselves. Um, so, you know, 750 pages, uh, did we expect that first day? We had some estimates in in, in, in proposal, right? I think it, it varied wildly between 600 and 1,000, depending on what we were going to do that particular week. So I think we probably ended up in the middle somewhere. Um, you know, I think we covered all of the... Uh, the original proposal actually had more chapters than, than we did. We did a good job of consolidating them. And I think... Uh, if you look at the, the key topics uh, for going from A to Z in X pages, I think it's just about right. Well, and, and that's that's the first thing I noticed once uh, you know I was able to pick it up. <laughs> the, the, the fact that it does take you you know all the way from from the beginning, you know, okay, what do you need? Where did it come from? How to get hold a designer? What else do you need? All all the way through to creating custom components. So I I, I was pleasantly shocked that actually all, all <laughs> seven hundred and fifty pages were actually very very useful. I haven't got through it all yet. But I'm slowly making my way through both my physical version and my online version in, in different times. But I, I really do want to congratulate you guys because I think someone can pick this up and instantly start using X pages. And that I didn't expect that to be the case when I when I first heard about the book. So kudos for that. 
So I have a question there. So, so who would you say the book is aimed at? I mean, could somebody who doesn't have any background in Lotus Notes and Domino pick this up and, and start from there? Or, or would you say you've got to have a background already in, in Domino development to, to make a start? Um, I think actually we kind of get at this in, in, in the preface where we describe different, you know, tinker tailor, soldier sailor, which one are you? Are you a, a web developer coming to the Domino platform for the first time? Or are you an experienced Domino developer coming to XPages for the first time? So uh, we, we made a very conscious effort to, to, to make sure that we were neither excluding uh, any of these and uh, try to, you know, try to balance it out as, as, as good as possible. So I think, um, you know, we probably need some more objectivity on this, but I, certainly the effort was there on our part to make sure that all category of reader that we could um predict what we're catered for but i guess the uh the proof of the pudding will be from the readers themselves if uh, we'll probably get feedback and we have gotten some 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 good and 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 and, and the pleasing feedback thus far from i say a wide variety of, of of developers both from kind of template developers to it shops and you know it's gone out there to some industry influencers who are kind of uh, geek users i would say and uh Hopefully it's not all politeness, but I think the, the the feedback so far has been good. So I do think I do honestly think there's something in there for everyone. And uh, I guess it does start. It it, it is sequential in so far as yes, you know, you, you start with the prehistory. You you go on to how to get the stuff you need. And we did try and kind of section it out in terms of. I suppose it does get more complex as the book goes on. But you could, uh, if you're an experienced developer, no question. I think you could kind of pick it up. Uh, you're interested in, in data binding, jump in at chapter seven. You're interested in scripting, jump in at chapter ten or eleven. Uh, so I think it, 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 we hope that it works both ways. Um, we will, you know, hopefully down the road there will be updates to this. So if you, if you guys have feedback, you know, uh, get in touch, let us know, and we'll adapt this in any way we can. Great. And, of course, we, we had the team of the three of you um, writing this book together. How, how do you go about splitting out the workload of producing a book like this? Do you do it by chapter or by topic? Yeah, so the, what we did, um, Stuart, is that like initially we started, we, the, the initial idea we had was that we were going to write an application with X pages. And then we were going to write the book based on that, kind of basically telling the story of, you know, how we implemented it. And we'd kind of like, you know, dive on particular topics as we went through the application. And we built it up from kind of like a hello world type application into a fully featured um, X pages application, right? But um, we ran into kind of a couple of challenges with that approach, right? Um, like firstly, you know, th there's a lot of work in building an application, right? So just trying to get the time to do that as well as do all of the writing. Um, and then the other thing was, is that we, you know, I mean, Ireland is a small country and, um, you know, we all work in name out of the Dublin lab, but we're actually, we couldn't have spread ourselves further out in the country, right? So, um, you know, Martin's down at the south, um, I'm right in the middle and Tony's right up the very north. And um, like, so we were, we actually only got together, I think maybe, a, you know, maybe a handful of times during the writing of the book. Most of the time we were on the phone and, you know, doing meetings and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so, so what, what we decided, to, we changed our approach very early on. And what we did was we, we spent a lot of time kind of like, you know, working on the kind of like the different chapters we wanted to write and having um, a logical flow that kind of like progressively built up the readers um, knowledge on X pages. And um, then once we had that done, it, it, it was pretty obvious then who should write the different chapters because we all have different areas of expertise. So um, then we divvied up the chapters then after that. And it was, you know, the chapters weren't written in order. And, um, you know, we just kind of like, you know, dived on our particular chapters and got together every couple of weeks to you know, discuss topics and kind of like review or whatever our latest ideas were, you know. Yeah. And, and so is there an editor that gets assigned to you by the publisher that then kind of pulls that all together? Um, yeah, we were, we actually had, um, had two and, um, they were both great. Like, you know, we had somebody from um, the Pearson side who was very, very supportive and like, you know, gave us a lot of encouragement and, you know, a lot of guidance on writing. And um, then the, the team who actually reviewed the book were fantastic as well. Like, you know, I mean, you know, we did put in a lot of like hours on writing, but when it came to reviewing, there was a lot of pressure to kind of get the book done for Lotusphere. And we were working late nights. The, the team in persons were working late nights as well. Like, you know, so yeah, it was a great effort. Too. And, and and kind of speaking of Lotusphere, I guess that was that that was the drop dead date. Is that why they've made Lotusphere delayed by two weeks this year <laughs> so you guys could get the book finished? Uh, we wish we, <laughs> we wish we were that important. It did, it did look... Uh, <laughs> 
it did look likely at one stage that all the authors were going to die in the end of this book. You know, it was a yeah, fast becoming a tragedy that was pulled back from the brink. But uh, yeah, a real page turner. <laughs> and of course, it was such a success at Les Fair. As far as I know, uh, it's the first IBM book to sell out any IBM event. Is is that true? Let's go with yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a couple of posts from a publisher that I saw over the last few weeks where they said it was it's it's the best selling IBM book or best selling book at any IBM conference for the last six years period. And yeah. Then also that they 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 brought in three times more X pages, master X pages books than they thought they would want, or thought they could sell. At Lotusphere, and, and they sold out all of them. I think it was Monday morning, right? Uh, Tuesday morning, ten o'clock, gone. Wow! Yeah, so, so that was that was fantastic. You know, that was really reassuring to us. I mean, you know, we absolutely defer to the people in, in IBM Press that know the numbers and know the game. So, if they're saying that they're taking three times the amount, then absolutely. So it was just fantastic to to learn that it had sold out. So that, that that was a great story. I think. Um, yeah, I suppose in, in 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 there was a lot of books pre-ordered as well on 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 the web. So, you know, it's interesting to see how many people would have known of the book. I think the community is so tight that probably a lot of people had had them pre-ordered. And of course, there was that 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 signing that uh, unfortunately Tony couldn't be at Lotusphere, and uh, so I kind of wandered down sheepishly on my own at at three fifteen to do a book signing, thinking like how 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 is this going to work out? Is this going to be a am I going to be isolated on a stool by myself, kind of trying to look like I'm not associated with this? But it actually <laughs> so it actually went on till five o'clock. I was amazed, you know, and uh, and uh, through all of that, you had every again from all spect you know all all, all parts of of the kind of app developer were, uh, whether it was international, a lot of Norwegians, a lot of Scandinavians, a lot of people coming from .NET, a lot of, you know, traditional dominant developers. It was really very much an eye-opener to, 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 as you were signing the books, you were kind of chatting to the folks and seeing what they were doing and what they were up to. And you kind of learn very quickly there's some great projects going on out there. There's an awful lot of, it, it, it's such a pervasive um, technology now in, in, in those domino app dev. It was really reassuring. It was You got a great buzz out of that part, to be honest. So it quickly went from being an almost tragedy to a feel good. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was great therapy that day. <laughs> Did that give you any kind of surprises speaking to the people that were buying the book? I mean, were, were there kind of folks you wouldn't have expected to buy the book or were, were they working on projects you kind of wouldn't have expected them to use X pages for? I'm just interested in kind of, you, you must have a vision of who you're writing this book for. I wonder whether how that, how that aligned with the actual people that, that you saw at Lotusphere. Well, um, yeah, like the profile, there was a, it was a very young profile actually. So I mean, that's right. We, we yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic because I guess we're it's intimated that from time to time that it's a it's a, an older community or whatever. But that certainly did not was not reflected in in the line of people buying buying the book. And um, certainly the geographical spread was very interesting. I was talking to somebody. Um, I think it was from Austria who had implemented the next pages project took over 18 months. Uh, you know, they were managing and scheduling a, a cargo airline. And I was thinking to myself, you know, these are great success stories. It was obvious that this was a fantastic success story and we were, we were completely unaware of them. And I think uh, maybe true. Uh, if in fact, if that person is listening, please send me an email and we, <laughs> we'll follow up on these things because I think uh, we don't maybe do a good enough job on that. Uh, you know, so, some of the, the projects, Philip Riand actually was saying the same thing, that people were coming up to him at Lotusphere showing him um, projects they, they had implemented. And I think really uh, down the line, we should maybe focus more on some of the great things that uh, real projects, real, you know, scalable enterprise projects that people have implemented and uh, and look at some of the cool stuff that people have done. And that was probably the most pleasing thing to me. Uh, so I think uh, by, by trying to cater for all sorts in this book, uh, it's certainly true that all sorts are out there. Excellent, and and Tony, perhaps you can give us a, a clue as to I mean, when when you embark on a on a sort of project like this, there must be challenges you have to overcome to to get to the end of that project, to get to you know publishing the book. What were the the real challenges you hit while writing this one, and and how did you get past those? Okay, yeah, um, it's really a question of where do you want me to start. It was such a uh, such a task to to take on in the first place, and you know I guess for the three of us, we, we all do different things in our day job we're at different points within different projects 
So uh, it, it was really a question of trying to really try and juggle the day job, what you do in your typical day job, uh, with, dare I say it, a, a sleep deprivation, uh, very, very late night. <laughs> um, I do recall many, many weekends, working through the weekend and uh, th through the night, you know, typically 3, 4 a.m. in the morning, you were getting finished up and grabbing three or four hours sleep and then trying to start your day job the next morning. So it was very, very intense, uh, you know, from that aspect. Um, Sounds like a show and tell session. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, with, with, without all the parties. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that really was the, you know, the, the biggest thing, trying to juggle the day job against the, the lack of sleep, I would say, working late into the night. Uh, you know, for us, we had tried to uh, make that easier for ourselves, whereby we did try and block off some time during the day, during our day job. You know, typically in the morning, first thing in the morning, we, we might have taken two or three hours. You, know, you literally get up, get breakfast and so forth, get started. But you might spend two or three hours, you know, doing a little bit of writing or, you know, getting yourself prepped up for, for the evening that, that lies ahead. Because, you know, first thing in the morning, you're, you're, you're wide awake, you, you, feel, uh, you feel more up to it at that stage. So you're trying to give yourself that head start for, for the, the evening that lies ahead of you. Um, in, in, terms of, uh, in terms of us, you know, communicating together, like, even though we are isolated or, you know, different parts of the country and so as such, the communication that we had amongst each other, that, that was not a challenge, you know, because like, we're, we're using great things like, uh, you know, not the same time, uh, Lotus Live meetings and so forth to communicate with each other. So th there was no big challenge there as such. It, like even even communicating with the the Pearson team across across the pond, that that, that wasn't a problem either. We we had great great levels of communication. Uh, whilst we we're writing the book, so you know, the, I just go back to that point. I think the biggest thing for me personally, definitely, was the the lack of sleep. Uh, just just trying to fight through for that. Uh, maybe just to add to that as well, you know, personally, from the offset when we started the book, when we started planning and got the go ahead to, you know, okay, go ahead, guys. For me, I had been involved with a couple of other uh, things on, on different projects. So I was kind of a late starter on it. I, I didn't really get started until, you know, maybe midway through. So there was quite a bit of catching up there on, on my part. But uh, lo and behold, we, we, we got through that. So, so what was the official go date? Uh, maybe Martin, can, can you correct me if I'm wrong? But I think it's uh, it was virtually uh, just after Lotusphere uh, last year. We pretty much got the. Yeah, yeah. There was a. I think the proposal was was pretty much submitted last December, January kind of time frame. And in principle, it was accepted. And just like everything else, you know, it goes through a number of iterations. And uh, so there was a sample chapter, I think, sample writing that we had to submit. Uh, I think I gave them a chapter sometime around January, February time. And, you know, that gets reviewed internally and such. And, you know, th th there's all sorts of other stuff that um, between legal reviews and such that has to happen really before you kind of dive in. But I think we started to write, uh, you know, beyond the sample chapter, which, which did ultimately become part of the book. We started to write that in earnest around May, June. I remember um, breaking a golden rule and bringing my laptop on holidays with me, which I'll probably <laughs> <laughs> not going to do again too quick. But um, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, so, you know, I think from, from June on it became, Tony was talking about how you manage this and you get very, I, I guess you get very efficient at managing it. You, you know, you, any kind of downtime you had at all, you, you tended to kind of see if you can get a few paragraphs in here and there, you know, uh, in, in earnest, it was from June, from May, June timeframe to the end of the year. And and so one of the things I noticed when I, when I first cracked it open is, is it's based on 852 and obviously 852 didn't ship gold code until what last week of august or first week of september so was was there any changes you had to go back and make once once 852 gold rolled well yeah we mean we did like I mean the, the review process actually was like you know probably a lot more than we we expected like you know we spent a lot of time the last couple of months of last year kind of like reviewing 
reviewing all the text and reviewing all the samples and like making updates, you know. And um, yeah, I guess there's a few things kind of like appeared in for 852 that w weren't there previously. So we had to update some of the earlier chapters. So um, yeah, I mean, there was there was a lot, there was some extra work to, to be done, but me, it kind of made sense to kind of like, you know, target the latest shipping release or whatever. Like, you know, we didn't want the book to kind of come out and be kind of out of date straight away, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, the IBM press guys, uh, is, is it Elise? I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. Uh, one of the ladies from, from the IBM press people, that's what she said. She said, you know, we, we made a, a concerted effort, A, to coincide the book release with something big like Lotusphere, but B, also target the, the current in-market release. So, you know, kudos to you guys for, for being able to do that because that's that's not an easy thing to do when you, when you spend a year writing a book and then, you know, the, the release you're writing to doesn't come out until two-thirds of the way through. I could see that being a bit of a problem. Yeah, so, so you're right. And you did a great job with Elise's name because, yeah, Elise Offer, she's been fantastic for us and uh, she's really been, been, been promoting the book and... and, and uh you know finding all of the right people to talk to at the right time um i, I guess 852 i mean we do have obviously we're working on it so we we have a fair idea what's coming down the pike and as mark said you know you want to give people uh the there, there did seem that opportunity to kind of dovetail the book both with lotus Fear and both with 852 which would still be fairly young at that time so um so yeah we just went for it and thankfully all of that stuff came together So you guys have been doing this kind of out of hours and, and when, when you had time in between your day jobs. Um, would you do it again if you were if you're given the opportunity? I mean, it must be a huge extra kind of load on you, given your already busy day jobs. Would, would you, you know, write another book if you were asked? Ask my wife first. <laughs> <laughs> then ask my children and finally ask my dogs. <laughs> He's lying. He'd ask the dogs first. <laughs> I think the dogs did well out of it, actually, you know, because uh, <laughs> when you finish the writing session late at night, they always got to walk out of it because you couldn't just go straight to bed. You, know? you had to you had to chill somehow. So um, uh, it, it was a, certainly a marathon effort. And uh, there were times towards the end, as I said, my my uh, my little joke about the tragedy with everybody dying in the end, it did seem uh, <laughs> more of a probability at some stages but you know you, you always it's, it's like exams but if you always come through these things and you, you're you're happier again you know four weeks later and certainly the buzz that was there at lotus period just the, the you know there's always a great reward if you feel that what you've actually spent the time building is useful to people and i think people are uh you know i think it is filling a void that that we had identified and that was identified in general so there's great kudos there and it's very reassuring whether we would do it again speaking for myself i think we'd need to <laughs> take a little bit of a break and work on something else first but hopefully down the line um see it, we, let, let's see how this one goes and uh, uh responds to uh, any opportunities there might be uh but i think we'll all like to take a little bit of a break from it. mark what do you think yourself yeah, I think here, here is it. <laughs> <laughs> Tony? Yeah, so that, that's, uh, let's wait and see. Yeah. Like, you know, certainly thinking of the book that we have written uh, and some of the content, you know, I can certainly see areas where, where we could probably take it further in 853, maybe to try and line up with 853. But, you know, as Martin and Mark both say, let, let, let's see what happens. And and, and I do think this, this may be the the straw that breaks the camel's back you know us as members of the community have always bitched about the lack of printed resources for things like domino and x pages and and, and i'm hoping just the sheer success of this is going to start a, a snowball effect and we'll start to see maybe not you know massive development guides like these but maybe you know little 200 250 page how to's come out and and i know a lotus fear even philip riand and, and and tim chipconi were talking about a, a, a new book which has a chapter donated by uh you know specific members of a community so you know i'm, I'm hoping that it won't just fall to you guys to write another one unless you want to unless you know you, you need another down payment on the island in the caribbean you'll no doubt be getting out <laughs> um but you know the thing I would take out of this is, yes, I think the effort was absolutely worth it when you see the buzz around it, but also this may be the thing that, that, that creaks a door open and starts a deluge is my hope as well. 
Yeah, I think I think one of the things we want to do is try and kind of like, you know, engage with the readership of the book, like, you know, and I think this is kind of like a really good first step for us in, in doing that. Um, and, you know, get people's feedback and kind of like, you know, maybe where we could improve certain chapters or God forbid, if there's mistakes in the, any of the samples or any that sort of thing, you know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're trying to think about ways we can do that, like, you know, so that we can kind of get people's feedback and then, you know, collect an additional body of information for hopefully for you know, revision number two. And, and and one of the interesting things I saw over the last few days on, on Planet Lotus was it looks like there is a study group coming up based around the book. Uh, you know, I guess is one of the things you maybe didn't think about when you did this. Did, did you ever envisage that your work would be the center of a study group? Uh, no, certainly not. Um, like I, I do know that uh, Elise had sent around an email yesterday afternoon to the three of us as well, you know, just informing us that there was this uh, Skype uh, book work group coming up. So it is definitely a big surprise. It, it's, uh, I guess, it's testament to the, you know, the hunger that people have to get into the X pages, you know, to get get deep rich content on, on X pages and. You know, for for play, this this is good. Yeah, I think it's reflected as well in one of the reviews actually on Amazon. You know, where yeah, I think it kind of really summarizes the intent that it, that, that that we had. Where you know, you've got fantastic business partners, this community who are fearless and and jump into technology, you know, feet first and and, and really make their way with it. And there's a lot of IT shops there with people who have. A, a, a lot to do in their day job and, and, and hear about the next page of stuff and maybe just don't have the time to get around to it or couldn't find all the information in one place. And this this guy was was, was writing up saying, you know, this, this book has given me the opportunity here to kind of get into X pages and to take it, uh, you know, one-stop shop for information. Um, I, I agree, though. Hopefully other other sources, though, will start to spring up left and right. I think I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's a great start and by no means the the end we should see uh, other publications hopefully coming to the fore and uh, and may maybe more wiki books and, and and stuff like that to keep up with the extension library and, and all the other advances we're, we're making as well you know and of course we've had the move from kind of red books you know four or five years ago there were lots of red books around lotus and now they're being red wikis and now we've kind of got this resurgence in in ibm press and pack publishing books which is great I one of the things I would say is I think it demonstrates really well the, the desire to have solid books that you can put on your bookshelf and read, even though they may be slightly out of date when it comes to using them. So uh, I really do hope that people jump on this and, and write more books, as Darren's just been saying, in the future. What would you say are the benefits of being involved in writing this? Does it raise your profile? I mean, yeah, without giving too much away, is it lucrative in some way to do i mean does it does it pay for your effort what, what would you say people you know why should people go away and write more books well um so <laughs> if you want to get rich don't write a book that's uh <laughs> lesson I number one that might be the case yeah Damn, there goes my super plan <laughs> that's right uh, and the island in the caribbean as well yeah. <laughs> uh not even sure uh, you know given, given the state of the irish economy to get much of an island off the coast of ireland so. <laughs> So um, yeah, so it's 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 uh, it's, it's not a money venture. Um, has it raised our profiles? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's it's a great um, been a very positive kind of follow from it. I, I I guess, and I agree, Stuart, that uh, there is, you know, it it is the electronic age, and people are getting information from left, right, and centre. But I absolutely agree that, it, that there did seem to be this connection with, you know, here's a. Here's, I won't call it definitive, I call it a comprehensive book that, you know, I feel I can kind of just go and put my hands on at any given time and look something up and read it. And there's kind of a comfort level in that. And, and I think people, so, so there is there is a place for a, for the, the, the printed tome uh, in, in technology still. I think um, as well as that, you know, books getting out of date and so on, um, there's an awful lot of just core information in this that I think will, will, will be uh, valid as long as X pages is valid, you know, which hopefully is for a long time to to come um anybody else want to 
talk about your your newfound stardom as an author, Mark. Do you have a... <laughs> He's smiling. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's. I mean, I, I guess we, like we signed some books. I mean, Martin signed them at Lotus Fair, like you know, but we have signed some here in the in the lab as well for for different people. And yeah, I think that feeling is kind of quite a funny one. Like you know, to be um, sitting down and kind of like dedicating or well, to have dedicated a book to somebody and also to sign it for for somebody as a as a gift or whatever. Like you know, so yeah, so you get a bit a bit of a thrill out of that, you know. And and did, did the the guys at Lowe's for you were you getting stopped? Do people recognise you yet? Well, again, I'm, I'm, I feel slightly uh, guilty as as the only person who uh, who got to go. I mean, Tony uh, was going to be there and and could have, and we've all attended and presented all three of us at Lotus Fear many times. So it's just the way things worked out this year. Uh, it, it, I ended up be, being the man on the ground and and taking all of the kudos. So. Um, yeah, you did get stopped. Yeah, <laughs> you got stopped mostly. Uh, you know, while, while you're running to give your to give your presentation, that you're quite nervous about. You <laughs> That's stopped. always when it happens, right? right? That's right. That's <laughs> maybe, maybe some good things. You know, maybe, maybe you get stopped on the way to doing a karaoke version of a song that you really shouldn't. So, if you got stopped about your book, then it's possibly a, a good service to mankind or something. But uh... now, there's nothing wrong with karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough proofs. I have a movies to prove that. <laughs> yeah, I, as what did I say? I sang my way, or he sang my way, his way. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, if if people hear this um, podcast and think I want to get hold of this book, um, are there any discounts or or any promos available for for people getting hold of it? I think Elise has a uh, kind of blogged and tw- tweeted a few things out there. There is um thirty percent coupon, forty uh, percent coupon. A significant coupon out there for the month of February, anyway. Um, so yeah, I think you can you can find that online pretty easily. And yeah, I'll I'll kind of iterate that. It's going to be in the show notes. Uh, there's like a thirty five percent off coupon for the United States for the physical book, and then there's a forty percent coupon off for the ebook version. And and there's going to be a, a link to Elise's blog, which has the codes and the links to get them. And also at the end of the show. Uh, we have one copy of the ebook to give away as well. Excellent. It's also available on Amazon and various other places as well. So I'm sure if people want to get hold of it, they'll know how to. Uh, I've just seen some tweets go through actually on Twitter just now of people ordering it. So it's clearly a, a hot property right now. So good on all of you guys for, for writing the book, for spending all those hours putting it together and I'm sure checking and and uh, going through the samples and so on. I think it's terrific effort and um, and a brilliant piece of work. So well done to all of you and thank you so much for doing it. And say thank you to the wives, the childrens, and the pets. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll be forgiven eventually. <laughs> I can imagine. Excellent. Well, well, that that's great. We'll have links in the show notes to the book and, and to the promos and everything else. And uh, of course, uh, as usual, there's loads of other stuff going on in the Lotus community. So we'll run through some of the other news uh, from this week too. Guys, feel free to jump in as and when you wish. So the main topic, Darren, of, of the week uh, in terms of some of the d- debate and discussion, there were maybe six or seven blog posts on it, was uh, the possibility around Domino Designer um, on the Mac. Uh, it's been mooted a few times that now it's on Eclipse it's cross-platform therefore it should be possible to do a mac or linux version rather than just the windows one that's available now why do you think we suddenly had this storm of discussion come up this week um you know it, it was obviously discussed at low sphere it seems strange it's now come back to the surface again this time it just came out of nowhere it was it was kind of one of these instant tornadoes in the yellow universe and, and i'm not I, was it was it bill malchinsky's blog i don't know who first kicked it off but you literally you refresh Planet Lotus, and there was at least twelve different blogs all on about DDE on the Mac, and and it's been brought up before. And you know people say, well, students can't use it because they all use Macs. And and one of the things I think we have to talk about here is it looks like the people that work for university universities are technically refuting that allegation, that that still most of the students are, are Windows based. You know, despite the fact that I. I I don't really have a dog in this fight. I don't use a Mac. Would I use one if I had DDE? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I've got a lot of other things that already run on Windows uh, anyway. So, you know, I'm not sure where it came from. Yes, I know it's been an oft-requested thing. But my point here is, 
let's let's kind of concentrate on on the stuff we already have. We, we have X pages now. We have X pages in the notes client. We have Deos. We have all of these new things that came out with eight five. And still today, the NSF is kind of crippled with stupid 64 and 32K limits. So do we really want to be building a new IDE? Or do we not want to take care of the stuff that's already causing us problems day in, day out? And that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably more pro this. You know, as a Mac user, I can understand the the need for it. You know, whilst we can all run VMs, and I regularly run VMs in my job to you know, demo or to test or to, um, you know, to, to build presentations for Lowsphere, for example. I I can understand why, as a Mac user, you would want a native client. I can understand why, as a Linux user, you would want a native client. And to me, given the cross-platform nature of the underlying framework, why it should be, quotes, relatively straightforward to build it. Clearly, it's not. Otherwise, they'd have done it by now. Um, I mean, Ed, Ed Brill has been good enough to jump into some of these discussions and make his point that it has to be a justifiable expense. And if if IBM spends a pot of money on building DDE for the Mac, it's a pot of money that can't be spent in other areas, as you were saying, you know, whether it's the limits or whether it's, you know, building, uh, you know, other great features into the, into the, um, into the application. You know, there, there's a cost to it. And but having said that, my my view is that somehow we need to make Notes and Domino cool again. That's the piece that's missing right now. And and things like it being available on the Mac are a big part of that. Volker Weber made an interesting point in saying, "Aren't we just arguing for COBOL on the Mac? You know, isn't it just a, you know?" And I'm not. I'm not comparing Domino and Notes with COBOL, but it's kind of that point: is that does making a programming language available on a different platform does that make it cool? I'm not sure in itself it does, but I also think it does add to the perception that maybe uh, if it was available on the Mac, if it was you know available to students more readily, it may be cooler than it is today. So but, I, I'm but... sure it will be bounced backwards and forwards over the next few weeks. But my argument there is, does, does Visual Studio run on the Mac? No. No, but I think Microsoft will be damaged by that. You know, whilst whilst there are clearly enough people developing on Visual Studio to make it, uh, you know, the, the, the significant power in the in the development world that it is, I, I do think there will be folks, you know, in their back rooms developing on LAMP or whatever because it's available on whatever platform they choose to run. So whilst I don't think you can measure the damage it does not to have a Mac version, I don't think you can discount that damage. You know what I mean? I'm sure Microsoft is being damaged by the fact they are only on the Microsoft platform just as much as as uh, Lotus is uh, on the on the um, on the development side. But 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 I mean, rational application developer doesn't work on the Mac either, right? No. And, and and again, wouldn't you expect that to happen? You know, well, yeah, I mean, you've got you to understand, right? It, it, we've been around this industry a long time to know that write once, run anywhere is still a fallacy. Yeah. And and, and Eclipse doesn't change that. You know, the, the fact that now Eclipse is multi-platform just means I've got maybe a 5% chance of compiling the Eclipse binaries on something else and it working. There is still a lot of native code, and especially in designer, where you look at things like the forms and, and the views, all of that is, it, it look, at least it looks like in my view, to be the old C++ code base. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of points in DDE and the EB and Eclipse that still rely on the old non-Eclipse version, and they'd have to rewrite that. And this is where it gets a bit murky, because some people are shouting for an X-Pages-only version. Well, you know, you still need forms and views in X pages, and that's one of the first things you realize in the Master and X pages book. That's early on in the chapter. This is a view. This is a form. This is a view. So you, you don't get away from the the generic building blocks we've used for the last twenty one years in Notes apps just because X pages came along. So how much effort do you want IBM to expand expend on this in order to get what at best would probably be mediocre? Which is a very fair point, and I don't think any of us would want a mediocre version because that's you know not going to make things better. So I I think Ed's probably made the point well enough, and and from what I understand, he kind of owns this decision in terms of his his you know role managing the entire Domino and Notes product line as a product manager. So I I don't think probably arguing any further is going to going to help the case be made. I just think that it's 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 one of those instances where the community has come together around a thought. It's been discussed. I think. Quite 
quite amicably in the community people like um marie have have made the point that she'd rather see things like imap fixed and that maybe students aren't as mac centric as we think they are so i think it's great that that debate's been had in the community and again given the focus on the social business at loads i think it's good that some of these things are discussed on twitter on blogs and so on and that ibm's willing to engage to to be part of that conversation too so moving on um the other thing that, that was big this week uh, has been Watson, which clearly was part of the closing general session at Lotusphere. This is IBM's effort to build a machine that's that's able to, um, you know, deal with natural voice to, uh, you know, very very quickly calculate answers to questions and therefore take part in this Jeopardy program in the stage. Did you see it this week, Darren? Yes, the, the, it it was nothing short of amazing. Uh, Watson took the two best ever Jeopardy players and roundly spanked them. Um, and, and you know, uh, uh, probably halfway through the second, because it was a series of three shows, halfway through the second show, I actually thought, I don't think this is fair anymore. They just need to throw in the towel. Um, but it goes to show, you know, after Big Blue, which was probably, what, 96, 97, I guess, um, you know, what, what, where we've come in the next 13 years, where you go from chess, which is purely logical and it's very easy, you know, to work out for a computer, to something like Jeopardy, which is, which is difficult at best. And, and you know, some, some of Watson's answers showed this, like the Toronto answer, which was asking for US City, which I'm sure upset a lot of Canadians. <laughs> um, but, but, but the fact he was able to, to, to just do what they did, the IBM researchers, and, and build this is, is phenomenal. And I think the PR is going to trail IBM at least for the next two years. And once they start to show the real world uses of this, they, they talked about medical care, healthcare at, at, at Fear and also on the program. And, and, you know, Jeopardy wasn't just the normal Jeopardy. They were talking to the researchers, they were talking to the executives about where this is coming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there were some astonishing numbers I think you tweeted yesterday in terms of how many uh, CPUs and cores and so on are, are involved in, in this Watson machine. And it really is a, a significant bit of kit. And it'll be interesting to see over the coming years how that, you know, as, as processes get faster, as, as the IO bandwidth and so on gets better, how that kind of comes down. Uh, there, there's some interesting videos that IBM's put up on, um, on YouTube in terms of how they might use this technology in the future. I saw some tweets today about maybe call centers becoming automated over the next few years with things like Watson doing the processing behind those. So it's going to be I'll be able to understand them at last. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. So I think it's going to be a good advert for P for IBM generally and really good PR. As you say, I, th I think it's going to probably make a big difference to brand perception, particularly in the States over the next year or so. Well, and, and the fact it was built on the Power 7 platform, mm -hmm. right? What what the P-series, the IX boxes and, and the I-series boxes run on. Uh, and to kind of echo my tweet, there, there's 2,880 CPU cores in this beast. And I think it was something like 90 CPUs, each with 32 cores, I think is what it was. Uh, and I, I wonder how many Intel, Nehalem or Westmere or even, yeah, well, Westmere is probably the fastest right now. How many Intel Westmere's it would take to come up with the same kind of processing power? Uh, and, and I think you're going to see a massive disparity between, you know, yes, it takes 2,880, but I'm sure on the other side, add at least a zero to that. And, you, and that's probably low. And IBMers, I, I guess this has been discussed quite a lot internally. I, I imagine that IBM folks are getting pretty excited about this being, you know, on a, a mainline TV station in the states and and being in the news so much. More banter, I think, um, and 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 kind of tri trivia conversations for, for around the lab here than 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 anything else, as you might expect. But yeah, it's. Uh, I, I thought that the closing session in, in Lotusphere was was very interesting. You know, it did. Did uh, should, kind of uh, between the the PhD guy who kind of uh, described all the dynamics of it first and sort of the types of problems they were trying to solve to the to the entertaining host who <laughs> I think did a, did a great show. And and in the US, uh, I saw a super secret list which I wasn't supposed to see. Uh -huh. uh, that there was actually IBM uh, show places where 
IBMers and their uh, immediate family could go and watch it all together. So it's it's apparently a really big thing inside of IBM, at least in, on the United States side of the equation. Well, I must admit, despite living in the US for 12 years, I, uh, <laughs> I never really got together with the whole Jeopardy culture. So <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll defer to my co-authors on that one. <laughs> And we have silence, so she may have not seen yeah. too much of Jeopardy either. <laughs> right, well, next topic on our list is um, that IBM execs are beginning to get social. You know, this is something we've been asking for for a little while in terms of, you know, if IBM's, um, you know, focused on social business from certainly many in the community's point of view, I'm one of them. Um, it's great to see IBM, you know, high up folks out on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and all those other places. And of course, Alistair Rennie uh, is now on Twitter. I think he's actually been on there a few weeks, but he tweeted for the first time this week. So that's great. And he's also um, got a photo on there as well, I saw yesterday. So it's good to see Alistair's on there. Uh, also, people like uh, Kevin Kavanagh as well. Darren, do you, do you kind of concur with me that, that IBM needs to be seen to be doing this um, as, as well as, as talking about it? Do you think it has to be, you know, practice what we preach? It, it would be nice, but the the the, the truth is, I, I'm sure a day job and legalities get in get in the way of this kind of stuff. And I think one of the worst things you can do is to come on, let's say Twitter, for example, tweet seven times and then not tweet again till Lordosphere 2012. Right? That's kind of a yeah. thing you don't want to see. I I'd, I'd rather they do nothing than do something bad. This is not just IBM. This is literally anybody. And then the other side of the coin is you've got people that maybe overuse Twitter quite a lot. And, you know, I, I always joke to people that, that Twitter is the place where you use the special symbols on your keyboard uh, because there's a lot of pound signs, exclamation marks, et cetera, in, in, on, on Twitter. And I, I'm, I'm just as guilty as anybody. So, you know, I think there's, there's, there's an, an, a middle line. And, and I'm a big believer is in if you're going to do it, at least do it for the long term don't just do it for a couple of weeks and then forget about it and then come out again for a couple of weeks round lotosphere 2012 absolutely right and um it's Andy Carter's very good at this she's she's on twitter a lot and, and he's doing a good job of the evangelism piece so uh, hopefully they'll be yeah and cat mendelstein too of course yeah yeah cat cats on there a lot and and tweeting some really interesting links too um so that's great and last thing on our list this week it just happened this morning is that the call for abstracts is now open for uk lug uk lotus user group it takes place in manchester i think it's 23rd and 24th of uh, may so uh, it's organized by the usual team that does iLug as well people like paul mooney uh, uh warren ellsmore um eileen with a clipboard and many others that you may know from those uh, conferences so if you're not already registered for uk lug get registered and if you'd like to speak get your abstract in too darren, darren do you think we might see you at uk lug this year i would hazard a yes at that Ooh, it is it is it, it has been many years since i have stepped back on the motherland and <laughs> it's about time i really need some real fish and chips from hartlepool <laughs> Excellent. Be good to have you back on 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 land, and hope nobody's waiting for you there at the airport as you come in. <laughs> yeah, alimony. <laughs> That'll be a shock. <laughs> yeah, for Lisa as well, I should think. Um, okay, guys, uh, that's that's our list of topics for this week. Uh, we'll have links in the show notes to to many of the things we've discussed so far. Uh, as usual, we ask each of our panelists to come up with a tip uh, when they're on the podcast. So, Darren, do you want to kick us off? What's your tip for this time? Uh, I've been fighting with tape libraries all week this week, um, uh, and, and and I've realized just how expensive it is to buy barcodes for these tape libraries. So I did a bit of Googling, and I found a, a, a free application online that will chunk out a PDF of all your barcodes for your tapes for free. Uh, you just buy the correct size Avery label and do it. So that's actually kind of handy, and it allows you to build customized labels as well, so sequences, that kind of stuff. Anyone that knows tape libraries knows what I'm talking about. And then secondarily, as I said during the show, uh, we do have one copy of the ebook version of the Mastering X Pages books by our esteemed guests to give away. Uh, so if you want to email a begging letter to me and Stuart at ideas at thisweekinlotus.com, again, ideas, at thisweekinlotus.com before 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time next Wednesday so we can pick it for the show next Thursday and tell you who won. 
Excellent. Thank you, Dan. Uh, really interesting, that tip, because I remember ordering LTO tape labels many times, and as you say, they cost a fortune, so being able to print them yourself is great. Thank you for they that. They do. Just, they're sticky labels, for God's sake. Why the hell are you charging me 70, 80, 90, 100 bucks for them? Yeah, absolutely right. Thank you very much for that link. And Tony, what's your tip? Okay, my tip is uh, really just to do with the uh, TeamRoom OpenNTF version. If you have not already downloaded the TeamRoom OpenNTF, Template from OpenNTF, then you should do so now. Um, it, it's it's quite literally a developer's goldmine for you know lots of examples and best practices on how to use the uh, XPages extension library. Uh, documentation you won't find any documentation for the XPages extension library. What you will find is two uh, applications. Well, I should say one application and one template to help you along the way. So one of which is that TeamRoom OpenNTF template. The other being, of course, the XPages extension library sample application. So it is really well worth uh, downloading, taking the time to download it. Um, we really do want to get some feedback on it and uh, help you guys along in terms of using the XPages extension library. Uh, what I should say is bear, bear in mind it is geared at uh, 852. It will require the extension library. And uh, this particular version we have uh, geared it towards Firefox 3.6 and uh, Internet Explorer 7 and 8. Um, I guess in the coming weeks we, we will try and get a a more fully functional cross browser up on MTF uh, that, that will work uh, fully work inside the X pages on the client as well. So that's my tip. Excellent. And, and, and I want to commend IBM on XPageifying the team room. Agreed. Agreed. It's, it's been such a tremendously useful template, although not the prettiest for such a long time. It's just fantastic it's been updated uh, with XPages stuff as well. Um, just, just a quick question, Tony, on the extension library. Does that require an install on the Notes client that we'll be using, it, or is it just on the server you need to install something extra? Yeah, um, I guess this is, this is a very good question, Stuart. Uh, if you just want to run it, if you want to access it from a web browser, yeah, certainly just uh, install it on the server. But if you do want to run the template, if you want to create an application from the template and run that on the XPages client, you will need to install the extension library in your client as well. Okay. But okay. I, I guess that can be done in some kind of automated way and pushed out. So, um, and, and I, I'm guessing as well, the extension library is going to become more and more useful over time as additional applications get made on it. So I'm sure it's something people should be looking into. So thank you very much for that tip, Tony. I'm certainly going to take a look at that in the next week or so. Mark, do you want to give us a tip? Yeah, sure, Stuart. Um, yeah, so my tip then was around um, helping people to kind of like, you know, learn X pages from like based on first principles. So there's a, a chapter in the book, um, chapter four, which is the anatomy of an X page, which takes you through all of the different tags in the XSP programming language and basically, you know, how to read the tags and understand how they relate to each other. And um, I mean, in, in the X pages editor, there's a source view. And um, I think that's a very valuable tool to kind of like, you know, um, programmers, X page programmers in terms of you know, reading through the um, the structure of an X page and picking up somebody else's X page as well and understanding how it all hangs together, you know. So, so yeah, that would be my recommendation. Okay, so that's chapter four. We'll make sure people are aware of that. Thank you very much, Mark. And Martin, do you have a tip? Sure, I have two, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, yeah, so the X pages book actually has this tip format, right? So as you go through it, you see lots of tips. Uh, here and there. So I'm going to pick one at, 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 well, not quite at random, but I'm going to pick one from chapter nine. I'll read it here. It, it, this, 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 this little tip actually is on uh, views and view filtering. Um, and it's a question that comes up a lot. So what the tip says is a view can lose its sorting capability after certain filters are applied. For example, if you perform a full text search on a view, the resulting document collection is not sortable. In 852, the sort icons are removed when it displays the results of a full text search. Um, in previous releases, the icons remained enabled, just implying that the result set was not sortable when, in fact, it was not. So this is a commonly requested feature and might be addressed in the future release. Okay, so somebody sorts a view, they've done a full text search, um, and they can't they can sort the results. So what my tip is, go take a look at a CD4 when it comes out and try that very exercise because um, we do listen. Uh, there's been some work done, and in CD4, this is a feature that you can... Uh, that, that, that you can play around with, as in doing a full text search in the view, 
and uh, sorting sorting the results. So something to look forward to there. So you see, this book did did look ahead as well as look at what we have. Uh, my second tip actually is <laughs> is far more general. Always always thank the people who helped you along the way, right? So if you are picking up this book, uh, we try to capture them all in the acknowledgement section. I think we I think I, I hope very much hope we did. But you know, it's all very well for the three of us to, to sit here and, and and talk about the the work that was done, but really this is a huge effort by a lot of people. So uh, thanks to everyone who helped us along the way and, and thanks to you, Stuart, and, and, and to you, Darren, for having us here today. Well, it's an absolute pleasure, Martin. It was so grateful to you guys for, for doing all this work and, and to the people that have helped you get as far as you did with the book. So, um, so yeah, thank you so much for, for all the efforts you've made. My tip is is an easy one. Um, normally it's Darren that detects easy tips. My, mine this week is simply... <laughs> Go buy this book. Uh, not just pimping these guys' work. It is a tremendous, um, you know, guide, uh, a, a tutorial. It's a reference that will take you through um, mastering X pages. So do get hold of it. We've got links again in the show notes for getting hold of the book. Um, so that's my tip for this time. So, guys, thank you so much for taking part. How do people f- um, get hold of you guys? Do you have a blog or Twitter or anything? Or um, can people email you if they need more information? Tony, perhaps you could kick us off. Uh, yeah, I'm certainly available uh, from email. Uh, also, you'll, you'll find my details up there on LinkedIn. Uh, that's pretty much it. Excellent. We've got your, your LinkedIn profile on the show notes. Tony, thank you for taking part. It's great to have you on today. And Martin, how do people find you? Um, yeah, LinkedIn.com. Uh, I guess as authors, we're, we're looking at setting up a, a site to support the book, um, perhaps masteringxpages.com. Uh, so, 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 I, I guess if we follow through on that, we'll, we'll certainly put it out there on the social media as quickly as possible. Um, LinkedIn LinkedIn, or martin underscore donnelly at ie.ibm.com is a good way to get me as well. Excellent. Get that domain registered before the podcast gets published. I <laughs> That's like. right. I, I was, I was going to tell Stuart, stop typing because I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. No, I'm nowhere near the GoDaddy site. And Mark, well, gone. It, it was available an hour ago, so <laughs> <laughs> I know who to blame. <laughs> okay, and Mark, how do people find you? Um, yeah, yeah, LinkedIn is a, is a good route. I'll actually update the um, the um, the notes then with my LinkedIn profile then as well. Okay, great. Thank you guys for for all taking part, taking time out of your busy schedules to be on the show today. Darren, how do people find you? Um, blog.darrenduke.net for all things technical and Darren Duke all one word for my 140 character rants and just a clarification when we were talking about CD4 that is actually the beta release code drop four of 853 correct so that requires you to be on the beta program or design partner program to get hold of that or to wait till 853 comes out I guess so Folks, thank you again for taking part. Thank you for downloading and listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll be back again next week as usual. And for those that have been asking for some This Week in Lotus merchandise, there might well be news about that in the next few weeks. So look out for that. So until next week, this was This Week in Lotus. Bye. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer.